Welcome to the Get Fit AF with Angie Fraser podcast, a fitness channel with a difference. We aim to challenge traditional views on fitness and what it means to be fit AF. We cover real questions from real people, including my clients and friends, chat with inspiring and passionate people, and maybe the odd rant along the way. Join us to get fit AF without the bullshit. This episode is a little bit off the cuff because it's based on a conversation I just had with one of my online personal training clients around nutrition. So we've been working on progressing weights training or training in the gym um, remotely with this person and progress is stalling a little bit. So this person identified they need to have a look at their nutrition habits as well. So they're busy mom shift work, lots going on, just like lots of my clients. And and so by just posting a little bit of this conversation or the notes that I made from it, I hope that I can help people who live fairly similar lives. And so, and it's a conversation that I'm frequently having with my clients too. So really relevant to everyone. Um, I've been there myself. If you've ever found yourself saying things like, oh, but I eat really well. I don't eat much because I don't have time. Um, I just need to get organized with food. Um, but you've kind of stalled, but you, but you're struggling to lose weight. Let's just put it that way. So there's a few things here. And also a lot of times, um, you may not have the time in your life to like, commit to calorie counting, uh, committing to like four hours of meal prep every Sunday to do the perfect plan. And in my opinion, in a lot of cases, the, um, the problem is not needing a whole plan to follow or a whole new plan to follow. It's understanding what your current eating habits are and then adjusting them down in line with your fat loss goal. So in that way, um, we're not, completely reinventing the wheel and upending your whole life. So obviously when people do follow really restrictive meal plans and it looks completely different to how they usually eat, they do get fast results, but they often don't keep them. And the problem with those kind of plans is that they often end up resulting in more fat gain over time when they're repeated. So repeated, so practiced and then not practice. So you go back to your old habits and again and again and again, and then you end up with more fat gain over time. So I want to avoid that for my clients. So one of the areas that this client identified that they need to improve is they need to create a meal plan and be prepared. So what I suggested there is let's just keep a food log. And I mean, written, you don't have to enter everything into a calorie tracker, just write down what you eat each day, um, for about a week or so, because this person has days at home, days at work that look quite different. So let's get a bit, a bit of an understanding on your regular eating habits and patterns without any emotion. <clears throat> the good thing about writing down what you're eating is that it, you tend to start to adjust down your food intake because you're being accountable to yourself. You're being more mindful as well. Whereas if we're not keeping track of what we're eating, we tend to forget how much we actually eat. And if we're not seeing weight loss over time, um, average weight loss, not day to day, 
if we're not seeing that over a period of two, three, four weeks, and we, we think that we're eating less, then that's feedback that we're eating at maintenance calories. So we're eating the amount of food that maintains our current body weight. Whether we like to admit it or not, our body is really good at bringing itself back to maintenance calories. So that's why I recommend logging your food initially. You don't have to do this forever because that's going to form the basis of your meal plan, right? There's no need to overcomplicate it. So going on from there, we're going to look at that, um, you know, few days or week or regular eating pattern and identify the least nutritious things or the habit-based eating, like emotional eating, boredom eating, um, extras that aren't really needed, such as like biscuits, um, any kind of snacky things, takeaways and alcohol intake as well that you can either reduce or take away. And also liquid calories is a big one too. So like your um, soft drinks and that kind of thing. You don't need those things to survive. You might enjoy them, but they're not very nutritious. So if we're going to go about reducing food intake for weight loss without having to sort of count calories and follow a restrictive plan, then we're just going to reduce those out of your current way of eating. So there's a few different strategies you can use to do that. Uh, I'm going to give you some other strategies as well, because I know that one doesn't sound very appealing, but often it's the thing that needs to happen. Um, you can also use things like protein, I reckon, whey protein isolate shakes and um, soups to reduce your calorie intake. So I probably recommend only replacing sort of one meal with either of those things to bring the total calorie intake down. So you might go from having like a 500 calorie meal at that meal by having like a nice chicken and vegetable soup you've brought that down to probably under 300 calories, maybe 250, depending on your portion size. But what you've done is you've actually had a nice serve of vegetables potentially in that um, soup. You've had a bit of protein and you've had a lot of water content as well, which really supports fat loss goals in appetite management, feeling fuller, but making sure that we're not becoming nutrient deficient so um, protein shakes is another really handy one that if you've been in the habit of um, not eating breakfast, you can use them to add some protein and hydration in there. But I do recommend with my clients, just have a piece of fruit alongside it, not in it. Um, so, so that you've gotten, you've gotten to choose some food because the problem with replacing meals with things like shakes can be that you don't actually feel satisfied by that. And also you're not chewing your food. So you're not getting that sort of um, normal feedback that you would, but it's definitely one you can get um, like 20 grams of protein and for around a hundred odd calories in most of those um, shakes, but good quality needs to be good quality. They taste better. Um, you're going to, to actually want to have it then. Um, so that's a quick way to reduce calorie intake. And look, I talk about convenience foods with my clients too, because there's nothing wrong with using um, some of those prepackaged meals that you see out there. And I do myself if I'm not prepared. Um, they're really handy because they're already portion controlled. Some of them these days are like really high in protein, which is fantastic. But just be aware that 
Um, a lot of them are made for bodybuilders, so they can be like a bigger calorie meal, more calorie dense and um, have if, if it's got like 40, 50 grams of protein, it's going to be around five, 600 calories, depending what else is in the meal. So just factoring that into your day as well, like not just blindly eating the meal and going, okay, well, I've had this fitness meal, inverted commas, so... Um, I can eat whatever I like the rest of the time. You still need to factor in your energy balance and getting that down for fat loss. Um, <clears throat> where am I? So another strategy you can use is to space out your meals. And that depends, really depends on what your schedule looks like. Um, I have different days where I have different commitments. And so the way that I eat actually changes uh, depending on what I've got on that day. And much to some people's horror, I will sometimes eat a full like dinner style meal at breakfast. If I have a day that is full of appointments, full of clients back to back, and I know I'm not going to be able to stop and eat, I will have my main meal at the start of the day with all my vegetables and protein. And I might just have something like a protein shake and fruit, a yogurt and fruit, or like something really quick and easy on the go um, sort of midway through the day. So yeah, not getting hung up on what kinds of food you need to eat at which meal, but also then trying to space them out. So I don't, on the days where I have lots and lots of bookings, I don't have too much trouble spacing my meals out. Not really food focused. If I'm having a day of admin on the computer, that is a little bit more challenging to, um, adhere to, eating with about three to four hours between each meal. And it's also like fasting is another way that you can achieve that. Fasting is not magic, but what it does is hopefully reduces your total calorie intake for the day by pushing out your first meal. But if you're someone like me that can eat a lot in one sitting or within a window of a few hours, it might not be for you. So it might be, it's very individual. What kind of meal timing is going to work for you, but obviously not grazing throughout the day is going to help to bring your energy intake down for fat loss. So hopefully you're still with me. Another strategy that we can use is called eating mindfully. So I know mindfulness is a really big like buzzword at the moment, but it's super important because it's talking about being aware of what we're doing in the moment. And I touched on mindlessly eating things, um, early on. So this is really about sitting down to your meal, being present with the meal as much as you can. I know that it's difficult if you have small children and a, or a really short window of opportunity to eat or you're still working at your desk, but try to avoid that. Try to really pay attention to what your food looks like, smells like, tastes like, the texture in your mouth. So really taking the time to chew each mouthful um, and it's not some woo-woo thing. What it is, is it's allowing your body to hit its fullness signal, its satiety signal, um, before you've overeaten. So by slowing down the eating process, um, being a little bit more present with your meal, um, slowing down your total eating time as well, um, is, we're hopefully going to not go past that point of fullness. We're going to feel satisfied with less food and therefore bringing down our total calorie intake for the day. I'm going to full disclosure here. I am so bad at this. I'm a habitual 
inhaler of my food. And I have actually tried to slow the process down. I've sort of fallen off that wagon, that habit wagon a little bit. So it's something that I definitely need to look at implementing back in again. But taking note of what time you sit down to eat your meal and looking at how long it takes you to eat. I think mine was like eight minutes and and then trying to push that time out at your next meal. So taking a little bit longer, I should probably realistically be aiming for around 15 minutes for a meal. Um, so eating mindfully. Um, I also want to talk about making sure that you're getting enough hydration. I didn't actually write this down that can support your fat loss goals in that you're sometimes when we're dehydrated, we actually, we feel tired, we feel fatigued. We think that we need food. So we'll start looking for that food and shift workers will know what I'm talking about. Um, when really we probably needed to have some water. I personally find that when I hit my hydration targets that my stomach feels fuller and then I'm not so food focused looking for food. So it's, a really valuable strategy, a little bit overlooked. Um, yes, you do weigh a little bit more at first, but your body tends to adjust to that as well. And you just start to feel amazing when you're hydrated. So really don't overlook that. So those are a few ways that you can get your calorie or food intake down without having to count calories. So we've talked about use of soups or even protein shakes um, spacing out your meals, eating mindfully, even fasting. Um, those are just a few ways. And obviously portion control is a factor as well, but I don't want anyone to go out there and think I'll just eat as little as possible because usually ends up, um, backfiring and you will eat more later on. Depend again, depends on the person and your food selection as well. So make sure you're aiming for um, lean protein in most of your meals to boost that total daily protein intake up, which also supports your satiety. So feeling full throughout the day, but protein's an essential macronutrient for a number of reasons, not just about muscle growth for bodybuilders. Um, so if you're practicing these things for a period of two to four weeks and you see no weight loss, it means that the food amount you're having is maintaining your weight. So the next step is to review what you've been doing and then either deduct a little bit of food somewhere, whether it's through portions or snacking um, or junk foods, taking those away just on a day-to-day basis. Mind you, those things can be important. Um, they can be an important part of a healthy diet, but if we're not seeing any weight loss over time, over like two to four weeks, you've got to be patient for fat loss, proper fat loss. If we're not seeing those scales moving down and those centimeters coming off or even any visual progress over four weeks or so, then we know that we're eating at our maintenance calories. We need to figure out where that is. Some For some people, it's that they eat really, really well Monday to Friday and then um, the weekend is just a blowout and that actually brings them back to maintenance over the course of the week. So they will not see any weight loss progress. So that's your number one feedback mechanism that you are eating at maintenance. Um, of course, we don't want to become obsessed with the scales, but people who regularly monitor their weight in a healthy way, 
um, tend to maintain a healthy weight too. So try not to be emotional about it. Try to just use it as a measure over four weeks, not day to day. Um, usually if you drop a big, like a few kilos within the first couple of weeks of practicing a deficit, it's likely more water weight and food bulk that's coming off your body. And after three weeks or so of practicing a deficit, the ratio of fat loss increases. But this is the point where the scale weight drop starts to slow down. So it's important to keep this in mind because this is where most people give up. And it really is all about practice, repetition and monitoring. So I hope that's been helpful for you. Uh, there's a few non-calorie counting ways that you can get into a, a deficit for fat loss. And if you have any questions or would like to learn more about our in-person or online coaching options for just for these um, goals and more, you can email me at coach at fitaf.com.au. Thanks. Yeah.